Hello and welcome to another episode of Leap Pod. This week we're discussing are teen flicks beneficial for high school students and the sometimes very inaccurate portrayal of teens on TV shows. We'll start off by introducing ourselves. Hi, I'm Lena, your moderator. I use she, her pronouns, and I'm a high school junior. Hi, I'm Ayat. I use she, her pronouns, and I'm a high school junior. Yeah, hi, my name is Antra. I use she, her pronouns, and I'm a high school junior as well. Hi, I'm Miriam. I use she, her pronouns, and I'm also a high school junior. Awesome. So I just like want to get started by saying that the way that Netflix especially portrays actors and writes the shows even it's just like so unrealistic and I think it's really unhealthy for high school students themselves to be watching them like I know me I can't even watch them anymore because it's like I can't relate to it and I don't even know what's happening in it and like I have to just watch something anything like a documentary or something because I can't stand to keep watching it but yeah what are your guys thoughts like when you first hear the term teen flick in 2021 what do you think of personally I think the first thing I think of when I like teen flick would be either like um One Tree Hill Gossip Girl um maybe like what's that show Ginny and Georgia um but even those shows where like sometimes the actors will be like 19 18 like the way that they're written makes it seem like they're like it, they write them as 14, 15, 16 year olds, but they're doing things that you wouldn't see probably till college and not even early college. And I don't know, like for me, it gets to a point where like Netflix shows, like I, it's like, kind of like you said, like, it's hard to watch them because I'm like, I know I can't relate to this. It really like, I know people who are like, yeah, I just watched the show a because TikTok hated on it or two, because there's like a hot actor or something like that. So I don't know. And I think that like, like you said, like, it just keeps pushing the narrative that like when you're 16 you need to be sneaking out and doing drugs and drinking and doing all like these things when it's like you're still like a a, like normal teenager if you don't do these things like that's just what Netflix likes to put out there yeah so basically like when someone says teen flake I just like automatically kind of go to fantasy because like what is like the fantasies of these like writers and directors that are writing these shows like it kind of feels like you know, what they thought, like, who they wanted to be in high school and, like, kind of, like, the fantasy and, like, glamorized version of high school is what they're, like, putting out in these, like, teen shows. And honestly, it just creates so many unrealistic standards, like, in our society as teens we are. And when, again, like, as I said before, when I'm watching these shows about, like, high school dramas, it's kind of, like, such an unrealistic portrayal that I can't even watch it, and I feel like high school TV shows, as, like, Ayat said, like, One Tree Hill, um, All-American, and, like, you know, other shows like that, they're, like, a very, like, unrealistic representation of who we are, and, I think those are the type of shows you watch before high school, like in middle school, right? Like I can't watch them now, but like before like high school, I would like watch them like religiously, like all the time, like they'd be like my favorite genre and stuff like that. And the older I got, I kind of just like, I, again, I couldn't relate to it. So it was just like, they're uninteresting as well, you know? They're trying to like, again, like glamorize the lives of teens. I kind of want to go off of what Antra said of like, the TV shows being marketed to high schoolers but because it's like so unrealistic like high schoolers are like well what is this we don't want to watch this and it ends up getting watched by like younger audiences um who obviously the like the producers of the show didn't intend for those younger audiences to watch it but like they do and it and they they get exposed to things that like you should not be exposed to at like 12 years old because I remember when I was I think I was in seventh grade. I watched 13 Reasons Why. That was one of the worst things I have ever done. It was like traumatizing for me. Trigger warning for like suicide and stuff. I was like, like watching someone like graphically like commit suicide. And it was like, why is this marketed? Why is this even marketed to like teens? Yeah, no, I remember when 13 Reasons Why came out. Like I remember my friend group watching it. And like at the time I was going through certain things. So I was just like, I can't. But I still read the book, which I don't know why. But like even the book is it's like also marketed toward teenagers. And it's so like, like, like graphic. And it's like, so weird. But like another Netflix show I can like think of is Euphoria. Because I remember watching the first two or three episodes. And like, 
I think Rue is meant to be 16 or 17. I can't remember the exact age, but she like comes back from rehab, right? And then like right away, like starts doing drugs again and partying. And like the entirety of the season is just like a bunch of like alcohol, drugs, sex. And then like these, these actors also are like all like between 25 and 35, to be honest. And they're all like wearing like whatever they what like I don't have an issue with what they're wearing but it's that it's put onto like teenagers and so then teenagers are like oh am I supposed to dress like that and then like when you you kind of get like I know for me I get pushed out of my comfort zone because I'm like well in Netflix shows like they're wearing like the teenagers are wearing this but like I don't feel comfortable doing that or I'm just like not okay with showing that much skin blah 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 um, I really relate to you when you were talking about 13 Reasons Why, like, all of my friends were watching it, and this is in, like, sixth grade, and at the time, like, I had to stop myself from watching it. I watched the first couple of episodes, and then I literally felt insane, so I was like, I can't do this anymore. I, it was at, like, 1 a.m. one night, and I was just watching it, and I think looking back on it, also, it shows kids, like, what not to do, because like there was a lot of harassment and assault in that show too and it was really romanticized and she's just like you know making her death so so romanticized and being like oh it's like almost like it's a good thing that it happened like it was it made her popular it made all these people know about her and then I remember being like oh I want to do something like that and then I, I think back on it I'm like that's super unhealthy that was like I didn't need to be having those thoughts I I should never have those thoughts let alone in sixth grade and like having this show that is making that's making suicide entertainment it's just really disgusting and I think what you were saying about like those kinds of shows where they feel pressure to try and like dress or act like the the actors it's probably societal pressure but at the same time I think it's also from the shows because the actors like you said are 25 or 35 years old like that range and they don't there's no consequences for that, you know, age of a person, like an adult wearing those kinds of clothes. But for young people, we, when we watch these shows, we think, oh yeah, this is okay. But then bad things happen. Like, you know, there's a lot of creepy people out there and it's, you think as a young person, you're like, oh, it's so cool to have like this 30 year old hitting on me, but it's not, it's really not. And these shows that, that make it seem like it is is really toxic and again they're just romanticizing pedophilia and it's just it's not great and I think that I can see in my past like watching these kinds of shows where there's 20 year olds who are playing like 15 year olds and 30 year olds playing 16 year olds it's just like it gets into your brain because then you're like oh, okay so if a person looks like that it's okay if they talk to me like in whatever way but yeah it's all like on top of that there's also that trope of just like it's okay if somebody older than you hits on you because then that means they like you like the first though I thought it was Pretty Little Liars which I haven't even watched but I know I know from people who have watched it that there's in the early seasons when they're still like supposed to be in high school like one of the teachers gets into a relationship and then by the end of the show they get married which is just so weird to me like I I didn't I didn't grow up with Pretty Little Liars I was more like of my my older um, cousins but I can't imagine growing up with that and like seeing that and thinking it's normal and like I know there is the whole thing of like oh well Netflix and all these other productions have to use like uh, actors over 18 so that um, for like certain laws of like you know child pornography or whatever but I, I don't know I feel like you don't even need to include that in the show like if if your show is only good because it's including those things clearly it's not a good show like your sh- like a, a quote-unquote good show would, for me specifically is like Anne with an E, Schitt's Creek, like things like that. Where Schitt's Creek, they're not even teenagers, but like the show isn't centered around like sex. It's centered around like family and comedy and things like that. Anne with an E is centered around like this girl trying to find like her new home, her new community. So it's like things like that where like your show should have a purpose besides child porn or whatever. No, like I like totally get that. Like Going back to 13 Reasons Why, I don't know why that show was just so, like, damaging. Watching it in sixth grade, I'm pretty sure I cried after watching, like, two episodes because it was just, like, so damaging and, like, the storylines and stuff like that. And now that I'm in high school, I'm literally older than the girl that, like, that she, like, the character she played. And I'm just, like, it's really not that serious. Like, of course, she could be going through, like, mental health stuff and, like, really bad stuff happened to her. But it was just like, 
like again with the whole like child pornography thing like what they're like with like Ayat said and like Lena like you guys are still like so on point with it because they're like again like showing teenagers like having like sex and stuff like that which is like to me like so weird because isn't that like Loki child pornography like I know that like the actors that are being like played they're obviously like over 18 but it's still like the concept of it is just still like super like weird to me like you can have a show without like showing a bunch of like pornography with like like kids that are like 14 15 16 years old and like again like maybe if I did watch 13 Reasons Why in high school like I wouldn't be like that you know heartful or heartfelt to me and stuff like that but it's still like those shows they're like they can be very damaging for kids like our age or even younger than us because like again it's just puts like this unrealistic goal and like yeah I don't want to like add to that um with euphoria i know there's a storyline where um i think it's her the character's name is cat like her her like character arc is like she's really insecure about her body so like to empower herself she starts doing like sex work and it, it's like isn't she supposed to be 15 or something like why are they like telling teenage girls like oh it's okay to go into that so you can feel more empowered like I know it's meant for like, I know Euphoria specifically is rated TVMA, but like, why are you, why couldn't they just like age up the characters? Like they could have the same exact storyline with aged up characters and it wouldn't feel so like pedophilic and icky because like, why were they having a 15, like a character that was supposed to be 15 doing stuff like that? It was so, it like, it just weirded me out. Like when I heard about that, cause I never watched the show but like I've watched commentaries on it and it's like, why did you need to have like a like 15, 16 year old do that? No, I feel like the same thing. Like, I feel like the storyline for Euphoria would have worked if they were like in college. Like, I feel like it would have worked a little better. But yeah, the thing about Kat, um, I remember when I like watched the first few episodes, like she's supposed to be the youngest of like the group. So I think she is supposed to be 15 or 16. And like seeing that is so gross because I she's supposed to be like a sex worker or sell like nudes or something like that. And like if you're trying to empower like bigger girls, I guess, like that's not the right way I would go about it. Like there are so many other ways you could have done it and do, like doing it that way just did not feel right. But, like, on top of that, I want to say, like, there are some, like, Netflix shows where they don't even, like, they don't even try to hide that their actors are, like, pushing, like, 30. Like, I know, like, I brought up Outer Banks, but I'm going to bring it up again because there is no way John B. looks, <laughs> there's no way that man is 16. Like, I swear to God, he looks like a taxpayer, which this is my name's joke, but, like, sorry. Like, I'm not kidding. Like, like I like the storyline of Outer Banks more or less, but, you know, like, I feel like it would have worked fine if if John B was 18, like at, at least. No, I think he was like 26 or 27. And there's another Netflix show called Get Even. I don't know if you've watched it, but I did. And I, I really like the story of it, but the actors, especially the blonde girl, was so like, they were so sexualized, which I guess was kind of part of the plot, but like not even in a way that Netflix tried to hide it. Like they purposely like made their skirts like incredibly short and their shirts like incredibly tight and like things like that and like they're supposed to be 15 and 16 like in this show and like I remember watching it and I was just so uncomfortable because I was like first of all they look 30 32 and second of all like why are they being dressed like that and then having like all the male teachers like it's, it's just like gets really messy like even if there isn't direct like sex happening on the screen like the way that they dress their characters especially like the female ones just makes me like really uncomfortable knowing that they're meant to be 15 16 17. No definitely I mean like going back to what you're saying I mean what we've been saying all along about like having regardless of what the age of the actor is like if they're playing somebody who's underage it's disgusting for them to include a sex scene because the writers are like 60 years old 60 year old white men that's who's writing it and like the intent behind it is disgusting. And it's like, I haven't even thought about this before, but you're completely right. When you th- like, I, I did grow up with Pretty Little Liars um, because I watched it with my older sister and it was like crazy because 
actually Allison, who's one of the characters who doesn't show up that much because she like goes missing. Um, she was underage for that. That's why they had to choose her as that character because it was it was child labor laws. So they had to like not give her a role that was going to be in the show so often. But like literally high school students hooking up with their teacher, like that's disgusting. And whoever wrote that is just not right. Like I, why would you write a show like that intended for the audience that is the same age as those girls are supposed to be like 16? Like you're saying it's all right for 16 year olds to go and hook up with their teachers because that's not right. And that's not on the student, that's on the teacher. And I think that shows like this normalize that. And that's just, it's so disgusting. Like it's just, it's appalling how it's still happening too. Like with them, just sexualizing cheerleaders, sexualizing sports, all, women's sports, um, like soccer, everything, like with shorts or anything. It doesn't matter what it is. Like in any show you see, the shorts will be super short. The shirts will be super tight. And there's going to be like people thirsting over them in the show. And that's normalizing girls not being able to just wear or like anybody being able to wear what they want without people, usually men or I guess guys, usually guys like just staring at you and like making comments, like gross comments. And that's high school and that shouldn't be normalized. Cause it's like, I'm just trying to do my work here. I don't want to have a relationship with any of y'all. Like I'm just trying to do a sport. I'm not trying to make a show for you guys, but these kinds of shows promote that kind of behavior. Yeah. I think another thing, this is uh, like, so I know that like everybody knows the show on my blog and like, I never finished it, but you know, I like did enjoy the plot. I enjoyed like the characters like Jamal and whatever, but I, re- I very vividly remember watching the first episode. And I think like the, I guess like the beginning of the episode is like supposed to be Montez and Monte and like the whole thing is like, oh, she like, it's like everyone's staring at her chest because like she blew up over summer or something. And I remember watching that while I was like going through things of like people like making me constantly uncomfortable about my body. And I remember watching that and I was like, who wrote this? Because I feel, first of all, this feels a little bit personal. Second of all, this feels really gross because not only does, like, I feel like in that, in the first season, the actors kind of look like six, I think they're supposed to be 16. They did look like they could pass, but like that just felt so weird that like they, I get what it was supposed to be. It's supposed to be like Monty's growing up and things like that, but like, I feel like it, it was just so weird seeing that and like she couldn't she literally could not go to school because her shirt was too tight and like it was just weird another thing that like I'm starting to realize is that in like these high school shows not only are like the women like overly sexualized and like things are um kind of like Antra mentioned earlier like a fantasy but I never see them doing normal high school things besides partying like they're never the only show I've seen it in is never have it ever because it's supposed to be like they're the smart kids like they're I think they called them the it was called the UN and um bleep bleep okay that's what it was that's what it was called but yeah I, I even in never have I ever like I feel like I there were maybe three scenes of them doing homework because the rest of the time was like Davy chasing 30 year old Paxson like that's literally what it was and just every other show like I never see I I watched Gossip Girl twice throughout like through like every episode twice and I cannot recall a single scene of them doing homework like genuinely every scene was a party or it was Blair yelling at somebody or it was Chuck I don't know like half the time that man was drunk so like really there was no normal high school things being done and I know Gossip Girl is supposed to be exaggerated like I saw a commentary video where like the point of Gossip Girl is to be like exaggerated and over the top and things like that but like it couldn't have just been a little bit normalized just just for the sake of the viewers like I don't know that's just me though no like I I literally totally get that because like for some reason like puberty like in tv shows is so like sexualized and stuff like that when it shouldn't be because that's like a totally normal thing that every single human goes through but when it happens to like girls and stuff like that like they get so sexualized and puberty happens from the ages of like I don't know like 10 to like 16 or whatever it's different for everyone obviously but for some reason like that period of time in tv shows is shown as like so sexualized and stuff like that and I hate the fact that when they have like the glow up tv shows and stuff like that it's like oh if the girl's like taking up more clothes and stuff like that oh she had it she had a glow up and stuff like that when that's it's so bad 
because of globe is just like automatically and a lot of tv shows like showing more skin or you know becoming a beauty standard physically and none of it is ever mentally because like they also show in those tv shows that the girl like mentally like her personality got bad or his or her whatever but it's all just about like physical and I feel like that kind of can relate to like normal high school students where they're just like you know if I did this I'd look better or people would like me better you know I feel like yeah so that's kind of my thing with that and then another tv show this isn't American but I don't know if you guys had watched Elite it's a Netflix tv show again and that show like it's even worse than the American shows like it's on another level like okay I watched it and it's a really like the writing is good okay like it's like a good show but it's so bad at the same time because the amount of like misrepresentation in that show with like um hijabi women and saying that they can only be oppressed if they were a hijab which is so so freaking messed up the way that they showed religion the way that they showed high school students was like so messed up because again they were like having like these really like gory scenes and stuff like that and again I did not see them doing homework they were apparently going to some super elite private school and it was just glamorized the lives of like really rich people and how like they can do anything they want with getting away and if you're not rich then you can't do anything at all that's basically I feel like kind of the plot of the show yeah the writing might be good but then it's also like really bad and I hope the writers can take some type of can go to college or something and you know learn about life that you know not everything is in their little like bubble that they think because like when you're not like when you're writing something and you're not Muslim then your like outer perception of it is like very different and since they don't even talk to people that like are Muslim and stuff like that or like are of color it's just like it was so much of that show like pisses me off but the fact that I literally have watched all four seasons also pisses me off at myself so yeah I relate so much. Oh my god. Elite, I could go on and on about. I I kind of like the plot. I like how there's a different mystery each season. But yeah, like first of all, the thing with the Muslim representation, like even the actress hasn't even tried to like come out and be like, listen, like I'm sorry, blah, blah, blah. Like it just feels so I, I feel like so used to it at this point because like of course she like it wasn't it was not even a second season. First season, she takes it off for him and then the, the rest of this season, she just continues to like lie to her parents, take the hijab off and be like, oh, taking off makes me less oppressed, blah, blah, blah. It just felt like they put her, they named her Nadia, put her in there just to be like, oh, we have diversity. Yep, it's, it's true. Which like, I I can't. And also um, in the fourth season, there's a new, there's three new characters introduced. And one of them, she runs away kind of basically from like her dad because she hates him. And moves in with this random guy who I don't even remember like what his role is. And she just like, basically it's like a prostitute. She like pays him for sex basically. And mind you, she's supposed to be 16 because she's supposed to be the youngest of the group too. And she's supposed to be 16. And she's like constantly being put into like open down button shirts, a bra, like really short shorts, like fishnet legging, uh, fishnet tights. And it's just so like weird. She's very pretty, but like she just gets so like sexualized and it's not even just her like the other like characters too are just always like pushed to being so like the first season was just a lot a lot of like sex and threesomes and orgies and like things like that and I was like aren't they all supposed to be 16 17 where is them crying about like AP psych like where, where is that because clearly like and I again it's supposed to be like gossip or what it's like you know like exaggerating the rich life but I don't know there there's some honestly the fourth season had so much sex I couldn't even finish it because it just got like way too much to watch because I was like this is not first of all it's not accurate second of all this is just like disgusting to watch like I just I wanted to see who, who killed them like <laughs> sorry um the thing about like none of the high school students like actually doing school like it'll be like sudden sudden high school and then they're not doing anything high school related like is is this a high school show or is this just like what we do for fun on the weekends because like there's no way this all goes on within two days each week because they'll be like partying doing drugs doing this i'm like where's your homework 
don't you have parents to go home to? Like, what are you doing? And that kind of like brings up my thing with the kissing booth. Like how like the school thing is so unrealistic because in the kissing booth too, Elle applies for like two of the like most prestigious schools in the country. She applies to Berkeley at UC Berkeley, I think. And she applies to Harvard and she gets into both. And she I literally reads out her college essay. I'm like, there's no way. There is no way that essay would have gotten anyone into Harvard or Berkeley. And then in the third movie, she doesn't choose either. And she goes to USC. Like, how did she get into USC? It doesn't make any sense. Like, like the academic, like, the thing that they portray is, like, so skewed. And they make it seem like it's so easy to get into these schools. Like, any any idiot can get in when it's like, no, you guys aren't even doing your homework in these shows. How how did we get here? No, literally most Netflix shows, like I don't understand how they're getting into like these schools. And actually, so my, one of my cousins is a senior this year and over the summer, like she was watching a bunch of shows and she just kept texting me and she was like, like, I don't understand how all of these like idiots are getting into these like prestigious schools because even in like the recent season of All American, like they go to Beverly High School, but like I have not once seen any of these kids do homework. I've only seen them play football and go to parties and they're getting into like Stanford and like, like UC, uh, what is it? USC, UCLA, like all these schools. And I'm like, okay, you might have gone in on a scholarship, but like, where's the essay? Where, like, where are your scores or whatever? Because there's no way you only got in based on football unless you know, you did some of that backdoor method, which I don't think Netflix would, would like do that. But my point is, is like, it's just so unrealistic how they're like, I got into Harvard and I don't know if I should go to Harvard or Berkeley. Like, should I go for my boyfriend or my best friend? Like, girl, are you kidding me? Like, it's so frustrating to watch, especially like, since we're all juniors, we're all like, kind of starting to make like college lists or figuring out like what we want, where we want to go for college. And like seeing, um, seeing like these shows that were, that are like targeted toward us, toward us, make it seem like so simple is like, so first of all, it's so unrealistic and makes it seem like if we don't get in, like we're the idiots, like we're the ones who are doing something wrong. No, exactly. I totally agree with that. Like, and she was just like, yay, I got into Harvard. Like, I'm so happy. And I was like, girl, like what? You just decided to study this year and then you got into Harvard. Like, especially Kissing Booth just pisses me off so much because it's just so unrealistic and really there is nothing shown. I mean, and I get here. Okay. Here's the thing. I get exaggerating for entertainment purposes, like in Gossip Girl, but there's a difference between exaggerating it for entertainment and like just straight out portraying it inaccurately and like making something up that's not real and then bringing in real things like college that's a real thing that kids stress about that we stress about that everybody stresses about and then making somebody just get in like that like that's crazy and it just makes me upset to watch that kind of a thing but like I get when things are exaggerated with like parties or whatever um but yeah like we're saying it's just sometimes it's too much and there's a need for there to be realistic shows because as we were saying, like when we were younger, we were looking at these shows expecting our high school experiences to be like this. And I'm not going to get into Harvard with a snap of a finger. Like that's not a realistic thing for anybody. Like, and me having that kind of an expectation as a middle schooler is kind of detrimental to my mental health. Like in, because that's what I was growing up on. That's all I watched and everything. It's just, yeah. Yeah. So, like, when I was younger, I thought that, like, getting into, like, Yale or Harvard or those colleges were, like, like I could do it. Like, in my middle, like, in my elementary school, I was like, yo, like, I'm pretty smart, I think, you know, <laughs> my ego back then, right? And I was like, oh, I'm an AAP, like, oh, I can do this, like, I could get into Yale, I could get into Harvard from watching shows like Gilmore Girls and stuff like that. And then the older I got, I realized I was like girl you don't even have a chance at UVA like I was just like like the older I got I realized like how hard it was to actually like get into these colleges because of like the misportrayal and shows that they would show like like the main character would obviously be going to some Ivy League or obviously be going to Stanford or some school like that like if the show was like set in college or like high school going to college like, can't they just, like, not go to, like, community college or something? Like, is that, like, not an option? Or go to some state school because they're trying to save money? Like, I've never, like, 
like seeing that topic like issues that we're actually dealing with like FAFSA and all those like small little things like you know that we could actually like relate to or anything like that like I wish I kind of knew about like the reality instead of just like the expectations or you know like the dream of like college so I think that was kind of like hard for me to see because I was like no Andre, you're not getting dumber you're just kind of like realizing the truth of like all the shows that you've watched before so yeah yeah and like the thing about shows I'm like we're gonna go back to the kissing booth because that 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 trilogy just really really boils my blood Elle is supposed to be like low income because I remember they discussed that in the first movie they're like yeah I can't really afford to go to private school but like I'm going here so that I can get into better colleges. And she was choosing between UC Berkeley and Harvard, which are both very expensive schools. And she didn't even take money into consideration when she was like, it It was just like, should I go to Berkeley with Lee? Or should I go to Harvard with, what was his name? Noah. Like what, where are you getting the money for this? Like you didn't get a scholarship. Like good for you for getting in, which was like unrealistic in the first place. But like, where are you getting the money if you're like supposedly low income like it didn't make any sense to me and it's just like even when they like try to portray like low income families or like um people that aren't like loaded it's like where are they getting the money to do all these things it just like nothing nothing about any teen flicks makes any sense at all no but you know okay that reminds me in gossip girl Dan is supposed to be like the poor kid and like the one who can't do much. Man lives in like a very expensive loft in Brooklyn and like because I have a cousin who lives in Brooklyn and he was like there is no way that Dan is supposed to be like poor if he's living like this. Like I and like I know that like at some point like his dad marries Lily or whatever but like it's just like why why do they make him look like he's the poor one and he can't afford anything and he's like living like a pretty solid life like he's going to this nice school like I don't understand like what they what their viewpoint of low income is or like or I that just does not make any sense to me definitely it just goes back to like there being no good representation in any of these shows even for like the most simple thing which is having people that aren't rich like which is everywhere even in Fairfax County there's people who aren't rich I mean there's it's everybody goes to school here and I think it's just funny sometimes like I I mean I think about it the same way as Mary was saying like in Kissing Book she's living in in, um, California and that's super expensive to begin with she's going to a private school expensive and then she's just like going to Harvard or Berkeley like and then USC is I mean that's cool that she just decided to go USC but like also that's pretty expensive too so like I I don't know and it, it I can see that that would make like I mean even for me like I'm not I'm not low income, but I can't like go to Harvard because that's, even if I got in, like, that's so expensive. Like I would never do that. And like, I think it makes a real unrealistic expectation, not only for you be able to, you, you being able to get into a school, but also being able to just pay for it. Like that's, that's a problem in the United States as it is. And having that be in shows where it's like that's not even an issue that comes up it's not even a point of contention for families to discuss or anything like that like nobody thinks about that in shows and it just shows again like we're just talking about how unrealistic all of it is and that's yet another part of it that is just completely blown out of the water and unrealistic I keep saying unrealistic but it really all is yeah I think like what happens is that you have this like uh protagonist right and they what they do is at the beginning of the show they try to like victimize the protagonist and show like all their flaws and how they're like less than everyone around them so that you know the viewer can kind of like feel some sympathy for them but then like what happens is that that character like yeah these are like you know the things that describe like why they are the way they are but then like those like real issues are never really brought up in the show again about how it really like affects the character like okay yeah they might be like poor okay but then like you see in shows like there aren't really like situations that they go through in the show that kind of show how they're poor and stuff like that and like even like with Gossip Girl like yeah like Dan was quote-unquote poor 
in like that whole like New York elite world but he never really went through things that like made him seem like he was like not poor like like he got into Yale or something or he like he got into like he like he could go to NYU like NYU was like the poor school for him even though NYU was like like y'all know it's like 100k a year like that was like the poor choice for him and that's so ridiculous like are you kidding me like NYU and that like whole gossip girl thing was like oh my god NYU is like the freaking dump like it's not even not even community college like just don't even go to college if you go to NYU and how much like Blair and like oh no I was like oh my god I'm going to NYU like are you serious like NYU is like a dream school for so many kids no literally in that show I remembered um season three was the was the season where they're all going to college and I remember when Blair like could only go to NYU because she didn't get accepted to Columbia or whatever she was like I'm like gonna be with all the poor people and the people who are like this and this and this and I'm like girl like NYU looks like a dream school like basically what Shandra said like it looks it's like a dream school with so many but also like in that show they norm and like I guess we just said for the rest of shows but in Gossip Girl like okay in the Fairfax County area I feel like the normal school quote-unquote to like get into or go to would be like Mason, VTech, maybe UVA, like if you're smart, like, you know, things like that. For them, it was like Columbia, Princeton. Um, what was the other one they went to in Rhode Island? Um, like Yale, I think was one of them. Like all of these like amazing schools were like the, well, not amazing, prestige, were the like um, normal ones to go to. So that like when Blair didn't get in, she was like, oh my God, like I'm so poor now. I look like um, yeah, the Holy Trinity, basically. <laughs> it was Princeton, Yale, and, and Columbia. So, like, I don't know. Like, I just feel like if I know, like we said, like many times, gospel is supposed to be exaggerated for entertainment purposes, but at the same time, it's like, like, it just makes it seem like it's so normal to go to these schools. And like so many other shows too now are like, yeah, it's so easy to get into like Stanford. And like, the only show I will say, which I did kind of, um, like talk about badly was all american because they did they had a whole episode about like hbcus which was really nice to see for once um like a show that that does not talk about harvard stanford princeton whatever and like they um were talking about one like in atlanta and like a couple in california and like things like that so that was like refreshing at least because i was like finally like not hearing the same like eight names over and over again Definitely. I think so too. And I think like seeing new things happen in shows is like refreshing, even if it's just seeing a new Ivy League come into the play or like a new top tier school. It's just like, oh, wow, they actually know that there's other schools other than Harvard and Yale. Like, because I feel like what what they're saying when the person goes to Harvard or Yale is like, okay, you're only successful if you go there. And that's what I was thinking when I grew up. I was like, well, I know I'm not going to go there. So I'm just like not going to be smart. And that's again not realistic and it's also just I mean stupid because like we were saying there's so many other things that you can do but you just never know about it because all of these shows never show that and it's like sometimes I come across a show that I actually do like or that I can relate to one of the characters and we were talking about um atypical when we were brainstorming this episode and I think that that's a really good show I think at least the first season the first season was really good for me um I mean I'm not on the spectrum but I do have ADHD and as somebody who's neurodivergent I think that it's good to have a character that is neurodivergent and I'm not sure if the actor himself is because like normally I would like for shows to cast people who are actually like neurodivergent if they were going to cast a character like that so like I don't I can't speak on that um but I think that the way that they portrayed him as not being just like an insane person which is how a lot of people portray neurodivergent people like he's just you know somebody with sensory issues and that's how a lot of people are and I think that it normalized that and that's a good thing to normalize and yeah I, I like that show another example of just like I don't know if it's necessarily a teen flick but I think it's rated like tv 14 so obviously it's like meant for teenagers to watch like the good doctor is supposed to be like an autistic doctor and he's like 
like super smart and he's able to do these all these things that like other doctors aren't able to do and it just plays into the stereotype that people like neurodivergent people are either like what is the right word for it um they're either like too dumb to do anything like their neurodivergence like gets in the way of them being intelligent or they're like these super smart like brainiacs that like function like supercomputers where when like I also have ADHD and it's like we are just we're like normal people trying to live life like and just like I don't know it just it's just like another example of something like trying to be good representation and it's like well this is bs like I don't want to I don't want to I just want to see like some like um, a marginalized, like someone with a marginalized identity be portrayed normally. And, it, and it's like so frustrating that there's close to nothing where I can see that. Yeah, going back to atypical, um, I obviously can't speak on um, the main character, Sam. Um, the other, his sister was like also, I guess one of the main characters, um, the character's name is Casey, but the uh, actor uses they, them pronouns. So that character I feel like was done really well. And like the actor, they just like portrayed um, Casey so well because even in the other three seasons, like she acted like she, like the, the character acted like a normal teenager because she would just do normal things. She would, she was on the track team. She had like a friend, she had just a, a good amount of friends. She was always there for her brother. She had like normal relationship issues, not ones where it's like toxic and she's like, nah, he's kind of cute. I'll just stay with him. Like other shows, like she gen genuinely like does not want to hurt. Um, if you haven't watched the show, basically she goes through like an issue of like her realizing her um, uh, LGBTQ identity. And like, it was like struggling, she was struggling the most to come out to her boyfriend. And so I feel like that was done really well of just her like struggling with her identity, like one, just as a teenager, but two, as um, I think she identified as a lesbian I can't, or bisexual, I can't remember exactly, but just her identifying with her, um, L with her LGBTQ identity. And then further on when she goes, she goes to a private school on a track scholarship and they did really well with showing like her struggling to like fit in and on top of that um basically her school had a lgbtq like club association something like that and they the, the writers went as far as to like her her showing that she was like uncomfortable even there because everybody was so confident in their identity and she was still she was out and like had a girlfriend and everything but she was still like so insecure so i don't know i feel like the way they wrote casey was just so like well done because it was she wasn't like all these other shows were like drinking every weekend she was like regularly shown doing her homework actually and like being in the library and being with her girlfriend while all at the same time like trying to help her brother like navigate college because he was he's older than her and then like her navigating her own relationship and then having like issues with her parents um something also many mentioned was like shows that barely have like good representation of marginalized groups which i was really trying to think of one and the only one i can think of is it's not even an American show. It's called Scam, and it's a Norwegian show. Um, but there, there's like different versions. There's like a French version, Spanish version, whatever. And basically, in the fourth season of that show, the fourth season is um, directed only to the Muslim character whose name is Sana, and they did such a good job of representing her because one, she kept her hijab on. She never like took it off for anybody. She was always so um, proud of who she was, but they still had scenes of her being like. Um, like internalized Islamophobia, I guess, of just being like, you know, like so many people hate me. Like, this is so like, like um, exhausting to be constantly showing that I'm proud of myself and like happy with who I am when like, sometimes it gets hard, which is like, as a Muslim, like that's, that is how it gets sometimes where it's just so exhausting because you have to be this like perfect Muslim. Otherwise you're representing your religion um, incorrectly. And on top of that, they do still give her that normal teenage aspect of like relationship where she like, I think she like one of her like brother's Muslim friends. And like they, if you don't, if you know anything about Islam, you know that like dating is very like a taboo. But anyways, they did like a really good job of not having her just like lie to her parents and like go be with him and take her hijab off and all of these things. And they like kept the relationship like respectful between each other and like kept boundaries. And then we're like, you know, may, when we're more mature, we're like, you know, we'll reconnect and then see what happens from there. So 
if you are looking, if you're willing to watch subtitles, I mean, read subtitles, then I would say go watch Scam because the Muslim representation was just done so well. Like that is really the only show I can think. I'm talking about the original Norwegian version. I have not watched the French or Spanish and I refuse to watch the American version, but the Norwegian version was really good. I've watched it many times. And so if you're looking for good Muslim representation, you should um, check it out. Yeah, no, that show was so good. Like, I think it was maybe only the Norwegian one that I kind of like the best out of all of them because it focused on like one character kind of going through like their mishaps in life and stuff like that. And it was like, you know, the Muslim character or the LGBTQ character or like another character kind of going through their whole journey and process and kind of like figuring out who they were. And they did it in a way which was just like so like relatable. Again, like that was one of the shows that was actually relatable where you kind of felt like you were going on the journey as that like character was going on the journey as well. And then like, not only that, like most of these shows are written and directed by women. And I'm feeling like so like good because now like more women are coming out and directing TV shows and they're low key, like kind of better because like a lot of the old TV shows are written by like old, you know, cis white men and stuff like that, which like it, it isn't a bad thing or anything, but it's just like, it's like finally, you know, like these women are like writing shows that can probably be like a little bit like more relatable to us. And I know there's one thing on TikTok where it was like this one sound or this one trend, like, oh, like I'm that one, I'm like written by a man and like, I'm like a waking up from bed and it's like also like sexualized and glamorized and stuff like that. I don't know if you guys like remember that, but it's like when like a, a woman is written by a man, she's like automatically seen in such a different perspective in the movie. But when a woman um, is like, written by a woman she's like seen in the most like relatable and like natural way as possible um I was just wanted to add I'm really promoting scam right now but like they they there are scenes where of like them being in parties and whatever but it's not like other shows where that's what they're doing constantly like they do it in a way where it's like normal that like you know they'll like there will be one for um the end of like finals there'll be one because it's like Halloween or like things like that and the other character, because each season focuses on one character. And in the second and third, in the second season, it's like a girl. Um, I can't remember if she's like processing her trauma and like going through relationship issues. And then third is the LGBT um, one. It's like a gay character that Ancha was talking about. And they, even the actors, I, I know that they're older than 18, but like they don't, like for the girls, they don't like sexualize them or don't like, put you know so much makeup that they look like older like they genuinely look like 17 18 because they're supposed to be 17 18 year olds in that show so yeah I just I'm really glad that at least that show exists which is also directed by women and um yeah that like kind of going off of the scam thing tell me why like northern Europe is kind of on their game with like teen shows because like uh I watched Young Royals last last month and I was like wow these characters are actually kind of hashtag relatable like they don't wear like excessive amounts of makeup and even when they do they have they have like normal skin texture it's not like I'm so smooth like a wax figure like they have acne and it, and it was just like it was so nice to like see that in tv because like every, every other show they like try to hide any kind of imperfection in like the actors thing which is one I'm sure is very damaging for the actors to like for like their directors to be like no your skin doesn't look your skin doesn't look right we have to cover that up but also like when you're like watching that as a teenager and you're like, oh, why don't I look like that? And also another thing with that show that I really, really enjoyed is that they had like characters of color, but they didn't feel like they were just thrown in for diversity points. Like um, the one of the main characters, Simon, he's like Hispanic, but it's they don't make that, they don't make the um, his his Hispanic identity like the only thing about him. Like, I feel like when um, they, when shows try to like put in like characters of color, like for Never Have I Ever, for example, like they make Davy's Indian heritage, like her, her like entire personality when it's like people of color are just like normal, normal freaking people that like my, like I'm Egyptian. Like I don't make that like my entire personality. I'm not like, I can't do this because I'm Egyptian. 
And it's like, why does never have I ever do that? So anyway, I think that's something that Young Girls does really well with um, their characters of color. Um, they don't, or like with any marginalized identity, like um, Simon, the character that I mentioned before, he's also gay. They, he only, but he only says that once. And it's in like normal conversation with his dad where his dad's like, oh, do you have a girlfriend? And he's like, dad, I'm gay. Like, and it was just like normal. And it's not like he, he has to make every marginalized identity about himself like like over the top and it's not like it's a necessarily a bad thing that they try to represent like different identities like different ethnicities races um sexualities whatever but like when they make it the entire identity of the character it's just like can can we move on like we we get it like we we get that davy is indian and like it, it affects her daily life, but like it doesn't need to be reiterated like every single time. Yeah, no, I, Young Girls was like, again, like such like a good representation of like everything because they didn't like make like, you know, everyone's identity, like the focal point of the entire show. And I loved how like the high schoolers actually looked like high schoolers like they may have been older or whatever but you know like again like as Miriam was saying like they had skin with imperfections because guess what most high schoolers they go through an acne phase no matter what and I went through it too and you know like they didn't show how that was so like detrimental for the person or didn't show that it got in the way with like you know their life or anything like that like the show kept on going which I thought was like so empowering and then not only that the relationship wasn't just like oh like you know like pitying like oh they're gay so they have to like they obviously have to go through like some type of problems but like the relationship that was shown was like shown like any other relationship if like you know what I mean like it kind of like the relationship was honestly like also like a relatable relationship where like you know like especially with like high school relationships they like come fast and they fade fast as well like kind of that's I feel like a lot of relationships in high school and I just like I love the fact that it was just like it felt normal like we live in areas that are very diverse and it's normal unless like someone's doing something but I feel like that show like showed it too like as well and like if there was like a white character or like a white main character would their whole identity be based off that they were European or something no like yes I know that during the time we are in now like finally there are shows like of people of color so yes they are going to show their identity but like they shouldn't make it like the focal point or the excuse of why they're doing certain actions like you can be your own person without your identity or whatever getting in the way and like this like one other small thing so basically I was talking to like my English teacher and she had lived in what is it called like China and her kids were like born there and were raised there and stuff like that and if someone asked them like yes my teacher she was white but her kids were born in China so if anyone asked them like oh where are you from they'd be like oh we're Chinese but like they weren't technically Chinese and stuff like that because again they were still like European so like honestly I don't think race can really determine like the type of experiences you have because it's honestly a very more like cultural thing like culture and like where you live kind of has more of the experience like they kind of go hand in hand like obviously ethnicity is like a big thing but there's so many other factors that we can kind of we shows sometimes gloss over yeah I think it's really important that like in a show the only reason that they have a gay person isn't so that they get the points as as Mary was saying like it's normal for there to be gay people at least I mean especially in America like gay marriage is legal it has been for years like yeah it's normal to have gay people it's normal to have people of color and I think that although it is a quote-unquote good intention like behind it it's also you can tell that it's just old white men who are writing the show who don't want to get flagged for like having no diversity on their show because they don't know anything that's happening and and yeah there it's just like I really enjoy show again like Young Royals and I hope that you watch it if you haven't watched it people who are listening to this but like that show they didn't even say like they didn't have like a coming out thing or anything they just started off and they were gay and I was like okay that's fine like that's how I would like it to be I don't have an introduction with somebody straight like 
so I don't need one when somebody is gay because it's normal and yeah I'm just like really happy that that show did that even though that it's even though it's Swedish and like you would think Sweden has like four people of color there like they got all those four people they put them in the show and they acted like it was a normal thing and that's something that America needs to do because we don't have four people of color here we have every uh, not everybody but obviously we have a lot of people of color especially in like big cities where which is where all of these things are happening and yeah it's getting better nowadays but I I see like as everybody else was saying like in these shows the only characteristic that the the character who's a person of color has or who is part of the LGBT community has is like that they're LGBT or that they're a person of color and that's not normalizing it that's just being like oh we have a person of color in our show and so now that is great and yeah it's that's just it's not helpful for anybody who's watching the show because they're just like oh I guess I have to talk about my sexuality or about my ethnicity or about my race all the time in order to be accepted because I can't just be a normal person and be in a conversation without having to mention that I'm like you know from wherever or identify as whatever but yeah if you take anything away from this episode I think honestly what we covered in the beginning which is like there's a difference between shows that are entertaining and that are exaggerated for entertainment purposes and then straight up pedophilia and just including characters that are too young for what they're doing and just showing the wrong things at the wrong times and inspiring children to act like 30 year olds like there's a really big difference and I think that we should actually analyze what we watch sometimes because like having talking about this and having this conversation right now has made me realize that 13 Reasons Why really was a very toxic show and like I I feel like mindless binge watching things is great but at the same time we don't understand that like thinking about what you're seeing and thinking a little bit deeper like oh maybe this 65 year old writer who put this 16 year old having sex with a 35 year old teacher isn't a good thing like yeah, I, I don't know, but yeah. Yeah, I think it, um, I think if there's one thing you should take away from this episode, it, is, it isn't that you can't enjoy shows like Gossip Girl or Euphoria or whatever that kind of portray teenage life unre- unrealistic, uh, unrealistically. It's just that you need to consume them critically because like if you're, if you, there are definitely people out there, I know for sure that would blindly defend shows like euphoria like gossip girl because their favorite is in it or their favorite directed it or their whatever but like you there's nothing wrong with enjoying the show like you do you but like just make sure that you're being aware of the kind of things that like the the kind of things that are going on in those shows are very disgusting to have like teenagers do yeah no like just as like Miriam said it like again like these people are just acting like none of this actually happened in real life like these people are just like acting and reading off a piece of script that one person or maybe a few people have written out of their own imaginations of what a high school student is and none of this these things like actually happen like sometimes it can just be like as simple as that and putting that in your mind while you're watching like one of these shows like yeah the show might be good but like sometimes like shows can have like negative like impacts on you on the way you may feel about yourself and stuff like that. So just be like self-aware that it's just like people acting and that's as simple as it is. And like, again, like I know that can be hard, like, oh, like just don't watch the show. Well, sometimes the shows are good, but it's just like one of those things where you kind of have to be like very self-aware and like, again, yeah. Yeah, I think for me, it just honestly, like kind of what just everybody said, like, if if any listener could take something away I think one what Andra said like none of these things are actually real like they're just exaggerated but some of these I know that like it might seem cool to be like never have I ever like keep sneaking out and lying and like things like that or like in euphoria and gospel girl to like always be drinking and doing drugs and like hooking up with people almost twice your age like I know that all of that seems cool especially if you're like 14 which I realize now going back to school, like how many of these 14 year olds watch the same shows I do, which kind of makes me uncomfortable because I'm like, I'm not even like supposed to be watching this. Like, why are you? But anyways, so 
I, th- I think if you could just take anything away is that like find shows that you're genuinely going to enjoy because I know people will, I, I said this earlier, but people are only going to watch shows because TikTok hated on it or because their friend said XYZ happened or whatever, like watch shows you're going to enjoy. So Stranger Things, Anne with the um, Young Royals, go watch it, like so find something you're going to enjoy and something that you can relate to because I think when you find a show that you can relate to or like you can see yourself in like like Entre mentioned like in Young Girls like the characters have like facial acne because it's normal like so anything you can find within any of the characters or actors I would prefer to watch that like I would really hope people would watch those types of shows over like you know all these like exaggerated shows and like if worse comes to worse there's always like anime and cartoons like there's absolutely nothing wrong with just watching those so and I think also like what Mediam said like I I think people especially our listeners are like of the age where they're they're aware of what they're watching and while you watch things I think it's good if you just kind of like take a look take like take a step back and like realize like what really are you watching like I know you're probably watching never have I ever because it was on TikTok but like you know kind of realize like what are you watching like what are these characters doing what stereotypes and different shows might be like you know um like push towards its viewers like just realize even if you're enjoying it just kind of like have a reality check like is this really like um beneficial for me to watch in the sense that like I'm gonna be um enjoying it by the end or am I just gonna go and make a 15 second video about like how it sucks you know like just be aware of what you're watching and what you're recommending too because a lot of people will blindly recommend like really bad bad shows in the sense of like bad representation and just poor like writing in general so yeah I'm I definitely agree with all that I'm so happy that we had this conversation today honestly like it was super eye-opening even though I already knew what we were going to talk about like I yeah now I'm gonna think a lot more about what I'm watching but thank you so much for listening and next week we'll have another episode and please share the podcast if you enjoyed it